0: This is Jasmine, and welcome to Season 2 of Hello UX, a user-focused podcast aimed to help us pivoting into UX design. And we are here to empower designers and help us transition into the UX field by providing education, resources, and a platform to talk about their experiences. Abijana won't be with us for this episode. She is currently moving across the country to the beautiful city of San Francisco, but she'll be back as soon as she settles in. Coming off the heels of our last episode, we talked about the importance of building your community network, and I'm very excited to be able to bring to you the expert advice of Amelia Roberts. Amelia Roberts has helped others grow intimate professional relationships at scale. So without further ado, here's networking smartly and intentionally with Amelia Roberts. Thank you once again, Amelia, for joining us today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: Yes. And so I first wanted to um, let our audience know how it is that I got to hear you for the first time. And so um, last week, PowerDefy had their Diversity Reboot 2021 conference, and you were a panelist in one of the segments that they offered um, for the assistance. And the title was Networking for Introverts. So as a fellow introvert, I (laughs) exactly resonated with me and I had to attend this. And so when I was hearing you, you know, talk about all the great tips that you have to give people, um, you know, to be able to facilitate the process of networking, because it's not very easy. And particularly for someone for me, I'm an introvert. And so the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to networking with others is how much energy is this going to cost me? Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm there, exactly. and and so yes, I feel like I have to allocate my time, and I even have to like pump myself, um, for you know um, being able to connect with others. I know it sounds really weird, um, and I also want to blame or maybe um, it's my personality type. And so I've done two different of those tests, and I know that I'm INTJ personality and also Enneagram 5. And so um, I, I mean, every time I you know, read the description of these types of personalities, um, it gives me like more, um, uh, I guess, more introspect, you know, of how I deal with connecting with others and what works best for me. And so... Uh, yes, so introvert to introvert, um, uh, I think I like um, this new venue of connecting with others when it comes to Zoom because it's a one-to-one connection and sometimes even as a big event it feels like a one-to-one connection because I'm not looking into a crowd of 30, 40 people and sometimes that gets a little bit overwhelming. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. I'm there with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, some of our audience may be asking, like, so who is Amelia Roberts? So I'm going to go ahead and, and give everyone a little uh, glimpse into Amelia Roberts. And so Amelia Roberts is a self-described digital native who officially became a practitioner of online marketing 12 years ago with a role as a ritual assistant. Amelia also assists underrecognized leaders to clearly articulate their unique value Get for states in business and become pivotal players in the industry shaping conversations, all while maintaining warlike balance. And I like that. She's also the host of the podcast Confident Collaborations and has a YouTube channel, Amelia R Solutions by Amelia, all aimed at helping others become better at communicating their brand, articulating their value, and how to network successfully. Anything else I might have missed, Amelia? Nope, that was perfect. Thank okay, you so awesome. So let's begin. Um, I would like to see if you could walk us through your journey. Um, How is it that you found yourself in the role of visibility expert and relationship collaboration facilitator? If you don't mind sharing with us. (laughs) Sure, it's not something that I woke up knowing that I was going to do, of course. You know,
1: um, it's 2021 and I don't think anyone has woke up thinking that they do some of the roles that they're doing now. Um, It's sort of, as you mentioned, you know, has developed. So um, long story short, I have been raised around people who are very entrepreneurial. Um, I had examples of people who were doing very interesting things, and I knew the idea of being able to create roles and things that supported you. I knew it was a thing, just didn't know how I would get there. Um, When I got my second round of student loans, I became inspired to think about other ways to um, earn money, to be fully transparent, and I started doing social media management, and um, I well, s- side note, I was looking for something I could do from home because mm-hmm. going out and peopling wasn't necessarily my thing. Even though I have a degree in healthcare, that's a, a separate story. But I was like, you know what? I wanted to earn more money to pay off student loans, and what can I do? So social media management turned into, you know what, I really do enjoy helping people to um, network. I like helping people to find out who they need to be talking to and what they need to say and, um, you know, systems to support the hard earned relationships they do um, create. I said, that would be fun thing to do alongside other things that I was doing. So that's sort of how it became, um, started doing my um, visibility work in facilitating collaborations and whatnot
0: awesome yeah and um in so this um background that you mentioned i i you did touch upon that during your your uh panelists uh talk Uh, you mentioned that you have a nursing background in my yes yes
1: yeah my career in nursing um started because my mom and my mom to thank for that she said that i was interested in technology i always have i'm a digital native um however she said that she would pay for school if i became a nurse so that was a sort of an easy choice that was <laughs> yeah. i guess slash made for me but my interest in you know people and networking and how folks um, collaborate was always so interesting um, when I even before nursing school, I had a job as administrative assistant, and I needed help on my job. I needed help figuring out how to make an how to add an attachment to an email, and I used um, if anyone remembers Hotmail Messenger to message friends to say oh how God. do I yeah, do this? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, they told me so early on. I just really enjoyed using technology to figure out networking and how to connect people with the resources they need.
0: Awesome, yeah. And in that, I guess that could lead us into this next topic of how do we get to do this? Like, what steps do we need to take? Again, being an introvert, to me, it doesn't come so easy. I really have to push myself and I really have to make, you know, um, an effort into communicating with others, into connecting with others. And so I also feel that this past year, kind of just pushed me to do this. And then also, you know, beginning our Hello UX podcast, that also propelled me um, to start reaching out to others because, you know, part of having a podcast is you wanna have quality guests you know, guests that could bring substance um, to what your listeners want to, you know, hear what they want to learn, the topics that they're interested in. So I kind of had to push myself out, you know, that like, come on, just do it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so with that, um, I did listen to a few of your episodes on your YouTube channel. And there is something that you mentioned called Simple Opportunity Gaining System. What is that?
1: yeah so we mentioned um, so introverts you know a lot of your audience um, are professionals who are shifting um, their careers they are wanting something different they want new opportunities um, they are transitioning maybe that maybe they're out of you know college or whatnot um, but then you know, where are those opportunities where you know where are those opportunities and you know what's their plan to you know secure those opportunities and long story short as far as um the simple opportunity getting system it's just that i don't i feel as though um, when it comes to dreaming or thinking about what we want to um that what we want in our career or business or does not much matter i don't think we've spent a lot of time like thinking about it like what does that look like does it look like a role does it look like this specific role? Does it look like this specific role with this specific company? Um, does it look like this specific role with this specific company? Um, go detailed on how that looks. And with a simple opportunity-giving system, it really is um, brainstorming. It looks like brainstorm is a whole system. But just to brief, <laughs> briefly talk about it, it looks like brainstorming. What does, you know, what does, quote, there look like? Um, what does, like, your ideal opportunity look like? Whether it's a career, whether it's a role, whether it's a business, it doesn't really matter matter what exactly does it look like and where is it and you know who is associated with it thanks to google and thanks to LinkedIn, it's not all that difficult to find out who is, um, you know, the people who are who might be able to give you information about that role or business opportunity or um, position. Um, it's not too hard to to find them out. It's not too hard to get on to find a Facebook group where a lot of these people are gathered and just ask a question that says, "Hey, you know, how many? You know, is anybody in here um, connected with X company? I have a few questions." Your Simple Client Opportunity Getting System is is really that simple. And a quote that I shared on um, the panel was, um, I'm sorry, the sun is moving. (laughs) The sun is moving. And um, you might see family members walk by now. But um, I mentioned on the panel, it was like this quote that I enjoy that um, it is from Reed Hoffman, LinkedIn co-founder, a guy who knows a thing or two about connections and networking, is that um, opportunities do not float like clouds in the sky. They are firmly attached to individuals. So if you're looking for a new opportunity, you're really looking for people. So, um, some, so, so just to recap. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Ask for all of that. A simple opportunity getting system really does look like identifying what the opportunity looks like, identifying the people who are involved, and then brainstorming ways to reach out to those people who would be involved in that um, career opportunity, business opportunity, and then um, creating a specific
0: plan of how you'll reach out to them. Nice. And so after I listened to you um, there on this um, segment, Um, with Butterfly, I took your recommendation of starting a Trello board. Um, So I could be able to, um, you know, uh, plan, you know, my connecting opportunities. And so I, I kind of want to, you know, go over it with you. Okay. And if you want to give me any pointers of things that I might want to add to it. Sure. Um, So I started very simple okay and so my first um card is contacts so here i put in the name of people that reach out to me um i'm very visual so what i also did is to each card i added a color and so for my linkedin contacts i added the blue um for my power to fly contacts it's a it's like a um you know a hot pink kind of color And then i also have another color for my hello ux and so to me visually this tells me okay this is where i first connected with this person um i then i i then structure them into um um meet virtually so that means i have an appointment to meet with them virtually and then also sometimes people reach out to me and you know they want advice about ux design about you know um if I could connect them with someone. And so I put connect to someone else, you know, who I think might be able to help them. So I put that um, also category and then I have my category of follow up. So these are different connections that I've you know, already made first connection. We're really talked and maybe there's something that I want to be more intentional about following up. I just don't want them to fall through the cracks because I'm guilty of that of letting that happen before and then I felt so bad there was this one um, person that reached out to me and at the point when she reached out to me there was a lot going on I was going to have surgery Um, there was just a lot going on so by the time I came around uh, you're gonna be I, I get embarrassed it was like a year later and I finally remembered and I was like oh my god and I just felt bad but I said you know what no I need to reach out at least, you know, let them know that I'm now available, <laughs> you know, and so I want to be more intentional about following up with people that I make connections with. And then I made another um, category, a reach out. So these are people that I've reached out to and, you know, I, maybe life is happening on their end and they I haven't heard back, but at least I have, you know, that reference as well. Anything else that you would um, recommend that I can maybe add to my board?
1: You know, I am about following a process that you feel as though you'll follow in real life. Um, okay. I enjoy, so I'm a I'm a buying person. When it comes to buying personality, making purchasing decisions, I am um, a blueprint. I love a step-by-step. I love to know the guidelines and all that sort of thing. Um, and there's more than one way to do it. So I am almost, I'm like halfway like process and system even though I talked about the client getting system or the um opportunity finding system um I'm almost like agnostic to how you actually do it in real life don't really care okay. <laughs> um, I am for you doing it and taking action and um you know looking at you know what you who you connected with and knowing if you followed up it's like that's but that's what um matters so it, it all okay. sounds good
0: yeah okay okay yeah um anything that you feel like maybe I should aim for um that um like I don't know like um so yes yeah, so you follow up with someone you connect anything else that I just you know that you would recommend that I might try
1: Sure. So anytime you are talking with another human, you know, it's always good to kind of have like a goal in mind about um, like how you can serve them. Like how can you add value to them? Um, And I do care about messaging. Um, That just helps with me because sometimes, you know what, my words can get jumbled up. Um, So I've, there's this book, it might be a bit too much um, to, for, um, I can't go into it too long because it's an entire framework. Okay. <laughs> it's called, um, it's called building a story brand. That's really oh. helpful with um, messaging. Um, if you care, if you care about professional brand- branding or personal branding, or if you care about how you're communicating your message and what you do and how you help to another human, that is a book is can be helpful in kind of figuring out how to do it. So definitely recommend, you know, consider, you know, your message, consider how you can add value and, you know, just also consider your professional and, you know, personal or business goals and, you know, how this person. Person, you know might be able to be a champion or um ally or um, partner and I'm um, getting there but again you know what can you also add to that relationship as well because you know we all know when it comes to relationships are completely one-sided we, we never keep those up so um those those would be my suggestions
0: true and um and I would like to add to that part of sometimes also my hesitation and connection is like I feel my personality um I want to make true connections. I don't like the, you know, very casual, oh, how are you? Oh, fine. Like, to me, I know, it seems (laughs) silly, but I want to have like, let's have a deep meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like when I have those type of connections is when I want to invest in it. That's when Mm -hmm. I want to pursue this relationship. And so you Know, I, I'm still dealing with that. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go on to our next question. Um, you also mentioned, um, when it comes to building collaborations, um, that there's a book, um, the Dream 100.
1: Um, uh, yes, what is that? Yes, so, um, and I'm sorry, I'm just moved this. It's okay, the, the, sun. <laughs> the sun is so crazy, and, and now we're near the open door, but, um, So the dream, so it was from um, a book called The Ultimate Sales Machine. Um, by Chet Holmes and he talks about a concept called the Dream One Hundred. And it's the idea that if you um and somebody if you're listening and you're like, you know what, I don't want to start my business. Why she keeps talking about business stuff. Um if you consider yourself to be somebody who is leading sales and marketing decisions of your career, this could matter. If you are charged with selling your brain power and skills as a professional, this concept can work for you. So um it's the idea that you don't need to, you know, uh, um, hear yes from a hundred different companies, if you're looking for a new position, it really is that one company or that one introduction to a role at a company that can really make all the difference. And again, if all opportunities are connected to humans. So who are like the hundred humans that you might need to connect with or make a relationship with and who might be able to just um, pass an opportunity along from their network right to you directly and you almost can bypass the entire application process you know that actually does happen in real life so um, this is also a method that um, people have applied who are still in school there's this gentleman Dana Derricks who used he didn't even know he was using the dream 100 method but when he was like looking for um colleges or yeah he was looking for colleges wanted to get a scholarship he sent out um packages to the recruiters at these schools he sent he would send them tapes of him performing um you know he'd send out thinking of you cards in any case he was developing relationships with these and he's like at this small town like of like Mm -hmm. I don't want to misquote the story but like a thousand people lived in this town and um i don't he may have been like the first person to go away to college but long story short he started having all these recruiters come to his high school like he was you know like they were in the wow. big town, like he was famous because he just made the choice to um, follow a dream 100 strategy by um, developing relationships with recruiters at you know these colleges and his one regret with um implementing it was like he, he wished that he shot for higher tier level schools he's kind of shot with to like the lower level schools because i guess he wasn't dreaming big enough at that point but mm-hmm. now being that he knows what he knows he's like man i should have you know shot for the stars and but long story <laughs> short um yeah so the dream 100 method really is about um yeah a method of connecting with people um in a way an opportunity getting system in a way um, of connecting with people who um might be able to support you in some way and of course you're able to of course add value to them and and whatnot but i hope that was okay explanation
0: yeah yeah i totally get it um now maybe um because one of the things when uh, people are you know going into their ux career that's one of the advice that they're given apply to a hundred you know (laughs) and so um i feel like you have to be a little bit more intentional Yeah, uh, yeah meaning um look for those companies that you know either you um like them because of what they're producing or maybe um you're you know they're um um, their vision matches yours and and so I feel like you have to be a little bit more intentional just to yeah. shoot 100 everywhere right but yeah um maybe um focus on the ones that align you know with your way of thinking yeah absolutely um, yeah yeah
1: I was just gonna say yeah absolutely the dream 100 you know it's not like you know pull up um it's not like you know just google a thing and then pick the first 100 that comes up on google <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no that, that's that's not that's not
0: that but yeah Be intentional. Okay. Yes. yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Awesome. Now, um, you did uh, mention that you have had some experience um, being involved with UX projects. So I wanted to see if you could share about your experience with this.
1: Yes. It's not extensive and this will be Okay. No, no. um, (laughs) Yeah. So user experience is something I care deeply about because um, in my healthcare professional role, we have had lots of not so great user experiences with various types of things um, from software to devices to things that just did not have the end user in mind at all. Um, We would make workarounds, we'd break stuff and (laughs) long story short I've always sort of wondered like why aren't end users brought in sooner and I felt this strongly for um, for my entire ever since I started, you know, when ever since I entered the professional world, and that has been a while, I mean, I'm closer to 40 than I am 20. So um, <laughs> for a long time, I felt this way. And so my eyes were open to take part in user research. Um, projects in any way and I started you know working with um so any case it was an opportunity to give uh feedback on an EMR an electronic medical record um so that was my experience Mm -hmm. and um also with um a go live and implementation it's, it's a little after the fact, but, you know, how they set up our workflows, I was able to be in a situation where I can contribute towards um, how the workflow should be built and designed before it was implemented to um, to where we were in the ambulatory care setting. Um, and there's probably been a, a few other examples or projects that I can't quite remember because I, I sort of have... Um, have a little bit of uh i don't want to say short attention span but i enjoy <laughs> you know being involved with lots of different things but long story short those are just the things that come off the top of my head um i do have one specific example um i have somebody who was building up her professional um i guess her professional her body of work professionally in the u.s mm-hmm. field and um Long story short, she was like wanting more people to know about her expertise. And I enjoy finding opportunities for other folks. Um, so I told her about um the UX DC conference that it would make sense for her to pitch herself there because I don't think they had a lot of healthcare folks there, and that was her background. Mm-hmm. And um, and long story short, she secured that. So she flew out to the Washington, DC area and presented and, and it it worked and it, you know, worked fabulously for her and for the folks that were able to listen to her perspective. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's my um, limited <laughs> experience with that industry and I have like, such a huge appreciation um, for people who are really trying to care to make um, the products and services and software solutions, um, something that will actually change lives and make a positive impact to um, the healthcare industry and other industries and other people. Um, I just really am a fan of, um, of, of the profession.
0: That is so cool. And um, I was just going to add that um, I know, um, you know, some, so some of the people that are pivoting into UX design, um, they, when they reach out to me and, you know, they want me to view their portfolio and give them advice, um, one of the advice that I do give them is to work on their story. Um, how was it that they in their last profession look at all those touch points that they had you know with the customer and how was it that they were able to make the experience better for the customer so I go so think on those points and you know um, how can how did you make the connection that this is part of the user experience and so try to tie in those ends with what you were doing before to what you are doing now and how you make those connections. I go, because that's very powerful when you're telling your story of yes. why you came into UX design. Absolutely. Wow, so many great tips and advice that Amelia has just shared with us. We'll take a break now and we'll pick up the conversation after a break. Amelia will give us some advice on how to come back imposter syndrome, and we'll discuss why representation is so important. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back. We'll now continue our conversation with Amelia Roberts. Uh, like I mentioned, a lot of our audience, if they're going to college and others are creating, you know, from a different professional field into UX design. And so there is something that um, if they're coming from a non-tech background and now they're coming into the tech field, they might feel, um, you know, start having have feelings of imposter syndrome and I feel like sometimes you know this is real and I feel that this could also be a block into trying to make those connections that they want to connect you know because they feel like they're not adequate yet so what would you recommend to this type of person if they're experiencing this type of mentality?
1: So I have a, um, actually I have a YouTube video and it is geared towards those in the healthcare profession. But I feel like our audience is savvy enough to be able to extrapolate some of those principles to their role and, um, or their circumstance. Um, the video is called, do I know enough to get started? And it okay. is for um, people who are thinking, you know what, um, I have this expertise in this area um, and I want to, you know, maybe do consulting or want to branch out to this, you know, do I know enough to get started? And there is a good chance the high likelihood is like the answer is yes because people say oh I, I come from like a non-tech background and I'm going into technology. It's 2021 um there's a high chance that you have not been working with paper and pencil this entire time. Yeah there's a high chance. <laughs> I, I can't jump out there and say that but um you have been interfacing and interacting with something of some sort. Um now thanks to um as, again, being in twenty twenty, um, developing um, a tech stack, tech stack that you're familiar with is not all that hard. There's lots of free, um, you know, free, um, free software and solutions that you can start to work with, um, start to manipulate with, start to produce um, projects. You know, either for yourself or for other people, or volunteer to do stuff. Um, if somebody wants to, um, if if you want to start to, you start can start to build your own portfolio based on, you know, these. I'm trying to think of the word um, case studies. You can start to build case studies yes, on yes. projects that you um, have made up, you know, Um, Again, if you need to, if if you don't feel comfortable, if that's not enough, if you made it up for yourself and you're like, well, I just made this up for myself, volunteer. (laughs) There's so many organizations that would love to be able to have, you know, a couple of extra pair of hands to do something and, you know, in exchange for, you know, whether it's testimonial or, you know, being able to use them as a use case, or um, even if they're not willing to that, just say. Um, the don't, don't use their name just talk mm-hmm. about an instance where you know person a was challenged with blah 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 you came in and this was their end result mm-hmm. um and um, so those are just a few suggestions, but impostor um, syndrome is definitely real. Um, another thing that I would invite people to do, um, who are considering, you know, pivoting, and they're kind of challenged with, you know, they feel about um, they feel a certain way with about how much they know is something that I did when I um, started uh, actually my business, right? So I did not go to school for marketing or business. I did not go to school for that, um, and. And I wanted to start to earn extra money um, doing marketing. (laughs) So there was a lot of imposter syndrome. And so what I started to do was, you know, study and take classes and make projects for myself and develop those into case studies. I don't recommend to do to other people stuff that I don't do myself. So I was doing that, but I still... But I still was like, you know, do I really know enough? Even though I started to, um, you know, practice and, you know, was able to get results from people, I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to podcasts of people who were so-called experts in the field. And some of the stuff that they were saying, I was like, I could have said that. I could have said that. So that's my invitation, too, is start listening to um, other UX experts on podcasts and speak and describe, you know, listen to what they're describing and you know, there's a high chance that you can also say some of the things that they've been saying. So um, that's something that's also has been helpful for me with um, overcoming imposter syndrome. And it's still in the background. I don't think it's anything that's completely, um, you know, gone. I just think that it's something that doesn't paralyze me anymore, um, if that makes sense.
0: It does make sense um, to me. I, you know, I like to say that I have a growth mindset. And if there's a particular topic that I'm not too versed in, I'm like, it's okay. I'm going to go read about it. I'm going to go research. Yes. I'm going to go, you know, figure this out. And then yes. I'll touch, you know, I'll make connections with someone that probably knows a little bit more. And, you know, I'll sit down and have a conversation and just, you know, pick at their brain. And, yes. you know, and try to get that perspective that I don't yes. have, you know, but that they've developed because they've been doing it for years. And so, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, oh, yeah. So then uh, back focus, Jasmine, focus. <laughs> uh, so this season, um, Hello UX really wants to talk about inclusion and diversity. And, you know, um, we want to bring, you know, those conversations of, you know, there's a lack of minorities in tech, um, of women in tech. And so with this, um, I would like to ask you, why do you believe that representation is so important?
1: I think it's important, especially for um, people who are, again, thinking about careers, um, because we tend to look at what's available as being our definition or who um, we, we tend to look at what's available in terms of who's doing who that we know is doing like that thing. Right, you know, do we know somebody who's actively in UX? And then that kind of puts it in our radar as something that's a possibility for us. Um, growing up, um, I'm from—it's like I'm from a generation where women were mut- were either nurses or teachers, mothers, nurses or teachers. So it was like my career perspective was a little limited. I actually do have a degree in nursing; that's what I went into. Um, but I feel as though if I saw women who look like me, you know, in the UX role that were active in my life. that may have like also been able to Um, empower me so that when my mom says, you know what, I'll pay for your schooling if you go to nursing school. And part of her reason was like, if you do something else, I can't really help you with that. (laughs) But, but if I, you know, knew somebody who looked like me, who was in a different role, I would say, I would be able to say like that. Yeah, I know, but I know so-and-so and and they would be able to help me or coach me or or whatnot. But um, I feel like having more uh, people of color and diverse roles definitely can give people um, a different, different um, options of what's possible for them and um also think you know what that role can be for me as well uh, because I think that's something we can also sometimes think it's like if we see a role that's traditionally um you know male or people for, of the majority we might just think you know what that might not be for me that environment may not be welcoming that um all sorts of different things that aren't actually um you know things to make life decisions based on but we just might do it because um we just don't see that so I feel like representation is super important to just sort of um, open up the um, possibilities that are out there in terms of career and transitions and shifts and um for lots of things I feel like I'm rambling but I hope that answered (laughs) your question
0: No, it did. And and, and I want to thank you for that, because, yes, um, part of us, you know, throwing ourselves out there and beginning this podcast was precisely for that, Um, because there was hardly any representation. Right. And so that was our aim to be able to show others that, you know, you bring um, and also like, you know, your cultural background does give you a different perspective into things and so those are you know the conversations that we want to create and we want to make them open so that everybody can you know think about a little bit about that you know we work on products you know we mentioned this before we work on products that are used by various people Um, but sometimes that representation is not there when they're creating this product so how can they say you know that they're creating for everyone and you know they're Um, UX team might not be so diverse. And so Mm -hmm. we wanna push um, for these changes, you know, in the field. Yeah. All right, so now we are on our fun question. And so um, this fun question is just for you to have fun. And it kind of gives our audience a little bit glimpse into your personality. And so for my fun question for you, if you had the opportunity to have brunch for either one of these two ladies, Who would you choose and why? So, if you could have brunch with either Oprah Winfrey or Wendy Williams, who would you choose? Oprah
1: Winfrey. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I didn't even let you finish it. I'm sorry. Are you done? (laughs) Okay. Oprah Winfrey and why? So I grew up, you know, watching the Oprah Winfrey show, getting home by a certain time, so I could see her show at four o'clock was absolutely a thing in my life. Um, So I guess I, I mean, so I've always, I've been like a fan for a little while now, Um, but I really, what I really enjoy about her is the masterful way that she's able to solicit um, stories. From other people, and yeah. um, just her way of asking questions and her curiosity. So I would love to like have brunch with her to just pound her with questions about how her how her brain works. You know, yeah. like like how do you think of the questions to ask? And I knew it was like organic too. So she may not even be able to tell me because it wasn't like, you know, I mean she It was it was a conversation that she would not be able to have. So sometimes she may not have known what question she was going to ask next. But um, I would ask her about that. I'd also ask her about, you know, choosing her guest, um, you know, you know, just her process with, um, you know, selecting the people that she was able to, you know, she brought on her platform to interview. Um, I really enjoy how she didn't necessarily, you know, while it was the Oprah Winfrey show, she didn't necessarily have to, um, hold court, you know, and just her talk the entire hour. That, that wasn't what we all tuned into. Um, yet what we remember is her and her bringing these amazing stories to our life. So I just would love to ask her about, you know, how she chose, you know, the topics and people and questions and, um, yeah, how her mind works pretty much
0: <laughs> Awesome Okay, well, I'm a How you doing, so type of okay. girls <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have a very Awesome time with Ms. Wendy Williams um, I love her Energy, so I do watch Her show, and you know I guess part of, of, of Her is, you know, she's not Afraid to, to Be herself And so to me, that comes out as being very authentic. And, you know, she does have these conversations that sometimes are a little bit difficult. You know, Um, I just recently saw her movie on A Lifetime. And um, it was really interesting to see, you know, her um, her involvement, you know, as far as again, you know, not having that role model when she was young, but sitting in her mind at a very young age of what she wanted to do and she kind of followed that dream. Uh, So that is my take on that. Okay, well, I would like to thank you again um, for being our guest. And now I open the forum to you, you know, what last um, advice or, um, you know, um, motivation or what you want to tell the audience? I think I'll share that quote again
1: from the beginning: "Is that you know, opportunities do not float like clouds in the sky; they are firmly attached to individuals. So, if you're looking for opportunity, you're really looking for people. And um, long story short, that's really how opportunities and career and business and life um, transfer from one another, one human to another. So, I just invite people to think about you know, what human do I need to get connected with? You know, how can I add value to that relationship? And you know, how will I you know nurture that relationship and follow up?" So so that it will be a win-win situation and um, that kind of can hopefully um, sort of demystify um, the process but um, I'm an open book Um, feel free to reach out I'm Amelia J Roberts collaboration expert over on LinkedIn I'm also on social media Instagram um, Instagram Twitter Clubhouse as talk the number two Amelia talk to Amelia so yeah I hope we can stay connected
0: Yes, thank you so much. And we will be sharing on your social media channels as well. So all of you, don't worry if you didn't jot them down. We will be sharing with us on our social media channels. Well, thank you once again. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, it was fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Networking can be intimidating and daunting, especially if you're an introverted type of gal like me. But honestly, how else are you going to meet others and know about opportunities available if you don't put yourself out there? My recommendation is to get to know your personality type. I mentioned earlier that I am an INTJ, and we're not very comfortable with small talk and we will avoid this at all costs. This makes us seem aloof in some situations, but begin with an in-depth conversation over a topic we enjoy and you will get someone who can engage and talk your ear off. And it seems I'm among good company. Other cool peers who share my personality type include Michelle Obama and Elon Musk. My advice? Take a personality test. Learn how your personality type likes to engage with others. And based on this, create opportunities where you can best connect with others. Well, this wraps up our first episode of season two. So what can you look forward to for the rest of the season? We mentioned on our last episode that this season, our theme will be inclusion and diversity, and we are committed to bring you diverse voices throughout the year. We'll continue to have conversations around topics that are important to emerging UX designers, but with an emphasis on how these in particular affect underrepresented minorities in tech. Before we leave, I would like to invite you to like us, follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. We would like to invite you to join Hello UX community group page on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe. If you would like for us to cover a specific topic or you're dying to give us feedback, send us a message via our social media channels or send us an email to info at helloux.design. I'll repeat, info at helloux.design. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast available on all major streaming platforms. A shout out to our fans. This one goes out to fellow Latina from North Carolina, Angelina Garcia, who is transitioning into the UX design field with a background in web development, and she's finding our podcast super helpful. Mija, gracias por escucharnos. Before we leave, a word from our sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, Overflow Digital a digital agency specializing in all your professional website needs. We aim to create dynamic websites that will positively impact your business, meeting you at the crossroads of data, design, Marcom, and UX. In honor of our guest, DeBellie Roberts, I'll leave you with this motivational quote by Oprah Winfrey. It hopes to encourage you today to reach out and connect with that person that can help you take you to the next level. you get in life what you have the courage to ask for. Okay, hello ladies. Hasta la proxima.